This is a TrackSound soundtrack review of The Lorax by John Powell, a Varez Sarabande release from 2012. Powell Speaks for the Trees, a review by Edmund Meinertz. The Lorax marks Hollywood's fourth attempt to take one of the classic children's stories of Dr. Seuss and bloat it to feature length to please the kids. Inevitably, it falls into the exact same trap as How the Grinch Stole Christmas, The Cat in the Hat, and Horton Hears a Who. When your film is based on a 30-page illustrated children's book, you're going to have to stuff a whole lot of padding into the film in order to hit the 90-minute mark. If the first three films were bogged down by extended sequences of mugging from Jim Carrey, Mike Myers, and Jim Carrey again, the Lorax arguably commits a worse sin. It becomes utterly hypocritical. The film takes the anti-pollution, anti-corporation message of the book to extravagant levels, essentially doing what Pixar's Wally did with a fraction of the subtlety. But don't expect anybody to take the message seriously when its titular character starts appearing in ads ranging from Mazda to IHOP, truly fighting the big corporations there. John Powell probably has more experience at scoring animated films than any other composer alive. The Lorax marks his 17th. And it's no surprise, given how very good indeed he is at the genre. Currently, he seems to be focusing on little else, but his run of quality in recent years has been particularly high, with 2010's stunning How to Train Your Dragon leading into a pair of slightly inferior but still extremely enjoyable works in 2011, Kung Fu Panda 2 and Mars Needs Moms. His assignment to the Lorax was perhaps slightly predictable given his involvement with Horton Hears a Who, a zany, tremendously enjoyable and somewhat underrated score, but it has allowed him to make yet another frenetic, colorful addition to his canon. The score opens promisingly, with a bright and energetic fanfare for the character of Ted, a non-Seuss edition, leading to, into the sort of soft, gorgeous choral work Powell has been favoring in the last few years. Here, the choir presents a theme for the Truffula trees that has slight structural similarities to his flying theme from How to Train Your Dragon, but is beautiful nonetheless. Devoted followers of the composer might also get a kick out of the fact that at 1 minute 15 seconds, he offers a reprise of the bell ostinato sound that defined the highlights of his very first score, Face Off. Granny to the Edge offers a very Mars Needs Moms-like action cue in its second half, continuing into Wasteland. In Truffula Valley Fantasy, Powell creates a pseudo-nostalgic atmosphere for the glory days of the valley before it became polluted, with several choral statements of the trees' theme. Beware the brief and obnoxious chipmunk-like singing in the cue's first minute, however. In the otherwise slapstick Onceler and Lorax meet, the titular character's theme is first introduced, a likable, Mediterranean-flavored idea that, more than any other tune from this score, has a surprising tendency to stay rooted in your memory. It is reprised in House Guests, where it interplays with a bright tune for the idealistic, younger version of the Onceler character. A stomping low-brass motif for the villain, O'Hare, debuts in O'Hare Warns Ted at 1 minute 8 seconds, and becomes regular player towards the climax of the film and score. The score takes a turn for the dramatic in Valley Exodus, a cue that wouldn't sound out of place in the Happy Feet series. Particularly impressive is a darkly choral, barely recognizable exploration of the Lorax's theme in the first minute and a half of the cue, once again proving that these Powell scores benefit greatly from repeated attention in order to catch these thematic subtleties. A surprisingly tender piano closes out the cue with grace, an understated highlight of the score. The inconsistent action of The Last Seed then leads into the score's most crowd-pleasing cue, Thneedville Chase, which has five minutes of rambunctious orchestral mayhem. The cue is augmented by an electric guitar that, 
as in How to Train Your Dragon's Test Drive cue, actually manages to augment the music rather than overwhelm it. The cut to a few seconds of elevator music at 2 minutes and 14 seconds might be cause for a bit of eye-rolling, however. It's hardly the newest trick in the book. After a brief cameo from the Green Zone theme and a final wondrous performance of the Truffula Trees theme at, in At the Park to mark their replanting, Powell closes the score with a very surprising reprise of the piano theme from the end of Valley Exodus. Funeral for a Tree swells into a gorgeous strings and choir statement before returning to the piano. It's a highly poignant and surprisingly grown-up way to end the score, and only the frustratingly brief nature of the swelling portion of the cue restrains it from a fifth star. Upon a first spin, a listener might be somewhat disappointed with the Lorax. It seems at first to share the somewhat disjointed structure of the recent Happy Feet 2, possibly, as there, due to the presence of multiple songs in the film, which are incidentally co-written by Powell and which share some melodies with the score. It lacks the obvious, longer-lined, hummable themes that most of Powell's animated scores feature in order to guide you through their madcap shifts in genre and style. The score does feature several ideas for Ted, the trees, the onceler, the Lorax, O'Hare, and the singular piano motif, but they are used rather sparingly, and some of them won't be apparent upon the first listen. It doesn't help that, with the exception of the robust Needville chase, the action music is much less cohesive than one might hope. It often sounds similar to Mars Needs Moms, but without that score's constant and engaging thematic flow. However, as with the majority of Powell's animated scores, repeated listens will prove to be rewarding as the score's multiple motifs become more familiar. The dramatic highlights of Valley Exodus and Funeral for a Tree, despite lacking a spark to elevate them to five-star status, are an unexpected treat. The Lorax does remain firmly a step below Powell's previous Dr. Seuss venture, Horton Hears a Who, nothing quite reaches the level of the We Are Here sequence, and it certainly doesn't climb to the dizzying heights of something like How to Train Your Dragon, but it is still a worthy score much more subtle than the film, at any rate. And it continues to prove that Powell remains the 21st century's master of animation, as if we needed more proof. My final rating for The Lorax by John Powell is an 8 out of 10. This is Edmund Meinertz with TrackSounds.com.